Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, and I'm sat in the studio with the door open on today of all days. What? It's like... Well, I don't know about where you are, but in London it's snowing. Is it, is it uh, snowing today? Yeah, oh, I mean, man. crappy London snow. Oh. Yeah, it's snowing. I just uh, we were supposed to do this about ten minutes ago, and the most in uh, always terrible timing. Some fella knocked on my door asking if he could bring some fence panels through my my yard to a neighbor's garden. Uh, so I just I just helped him carry fence posts through. Um, had to put my gloves on, but I've been out in the snow, Johnny, with just an orange t-shirt on <laughs> and a pair of jeans of where the, the zip keeps coming down. The zip points stay up. What? So I kept looking down at my trousers and the zip was coming undone. So I had to keep zipping up <laughs> as I was <laughs> trotting around the corner, getting these fence posts. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, beer, Johnny. It's a beer podcast. You haven't even asked why I'm sat with the door open, but it's fine. You know, uh, I just had this, whole, you, had this whole spiel you a... planned and you've derailed on, it what? literally why with railings. You, why have you got your bloody <laughs> door open? This it's is, freezing. This does not feel organic anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because I'm, I'm, I'm at home alone today. Sorry, I mean, that's oh. literally not true. Um, I have my yeah, daughter I mean, with me yeah, and okay. the, the signal to the studio only works... <sighs> Uh, of her baby monitor, she's having a nap, only works if the door is open. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're literally on the I cusp understand. of the signal of the... That's... Never buy a BT baby monitor, people. I'm, Never buy a BT. I'm being an influencer like here. Never buy one. Yeah. Um, influencer. Yeah. yeah. So like it's it. it's three degrees in here. I've got my big coat on and a big hat. And actually, it's quite it's feeling quite festive. It's the 1st of December, Bradley. I know. Did... Happy, happy December, I, Miss. I forgot to get anybody in advent calendar have you got one uh i don't really do advent calendars johnny but do you know what i think i just got a notification that our our gifts arrived at your house no they did they did literally That's i was exciting. i was just first... putting my daughter down for a nap and the doorbell rang which is every parent's worst nightmare but it... first uh first pa- first parcel first gifts of the season yeah. maybe yeah so yeah the patreon nice. gifts have arrived the cards arrived a couple of a uh, couple of days ago so we're all set to send out our Patreon gifts, which leads me to our first announcement, which is the gifts are going out. So please, please, please make sure if you're a Patreon <laughs> that your address is up to date. Yeah, because we had I, I would say ten or fifteen returns, most of which were from overseas last year because mm. people have moved house and not updated it. So check if you've moved since last year, 
hopefully you've updated uh, updated your address and we won't get the returns. And you'll want these. You'll want They're these gifts. Um, your, your laptops and your your pub toilet. Yeah, your local pub toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two other quick announcements to make before we dig into the podcast. The first one is that next Friday we're having a little Ooh. Christmas party. Yeah. And you're all invited. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, Johnny. Am I invited too? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're hosting, mate, because I'm going to be a little oh, bit late, shit. so it's mostly you. Oh wow! What? Hang on. How late are you going to be? Uh, oh, now no, I'm getting I'll be, a bit worried. <laughs> I'll be late for the setup, <laughs> not late for the actual party. Oh, okay, um, great. Yeah. So finally, we are going to be able to taste our Omnipoyo collab. It has arrived in great. the well, it arrived in the UK a little while ago, and we've been we've been trying to sort out when we can launch it. But uh, we're going to be launching it at the Beer Merchants Tap in Hackney Wick next Friday. That's the eighth. 8th, I believe, yeah. 8th of December from about 7pm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have uh, Brad's breakfast, which is a... Goodness me, what was it? It was a coffee, vanilla, cinnamon, cinnamon and coconut pastry stout. Yeah, beautiful. The, the coconut well, was hopefully. not in the original homebrew, but on uh, <laughs> no. Henock insisted. Um, so we'll be launching that. There'll be lots of other delicious pastry stouts in the fridges. We'll do some bottle shares. Um, we'll be selling merchandise. There'll be lots of other amazing beer on because it's 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 Hackney Wick. Um, maybe we'll lay on some donuts. I don't know something to make it feel fair. Well, not donuts, mince pies probably. Why would we do donuts at mm. Christmas? Yeah, donuts um, maybe not. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Totally open invite no need to pay or anything just turn up we'll try that delicious beer you'll have a chat with me and brad we'll sell you some merch hard 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 and then we'll all go home just well and not sleep because of the coffee beer i think uh they have to pay for the beers though right Jenny? sorry we're not, yes we're, we're, not, not we're not shouting the beer. that that would be an evening out a terrible business we've decision we've already had a quite a quite a poor financial year we don't need to drink it away <laughs> wow <laughs> a bit of piss up in a in a brewery type situation yeah um but yeah no it's gonna be fun and it's it's like there's no we're not we're not trying to like uh tax you for anything it's just a get together it's a get together it's a patreon get together but you don't even need to be a patreon but you will be by the time you leave exactly (laughs) exactly um so yeah we've got that on the 8th and then the following week yeah the 16th the saturday we're hosting our annual christmas live show so this is yeah. on YouTube. It's two hours of absolute nonsense in which Brad and I match beer and festive snacks. We taste a certain selection of delicious beers. We spring some surprises on you, maybe some games. Um, and and hopefully you will buy the Taste Along box, which goes on sale today. Hopefully, hopefully I get the link in time uh, to put it in the description of this podcast, but it will be on sale today. It's a fantastic box. It's got loads of amazing classic Christmas beers, including including Stille Nacht, people. We've got the Dollar Stille Nacht secured and in these boxes. The greatest Christmas beer, an absolute rarity outside of Belgium. In fact, in Belgium. So we're very lucky in that regard. So it's going to be a stellar box. And it also comes with two Augustina Hellers for Brad. Well, and the rest of you, but mostly for Brad. Um, oh, a very merry Christmas it's going to be. Exactly. So we'll we'll probably start with that drink. It won't be part of the taste along, but you just you need good lager at Christmas. You do. You do. Um you bloody do. You do. So it's eight Christmas beers and two Augustina bottles. Um so that hopefully has a link in the descriptions box. If not, it'll be all over the Patreon forum and our socials this weekend. So watch out uh for that and the link will go live for the for the actual live show uh, in the coming days as well. Um This week's been a big week in beer, Bradley. Well, mm, well has for you. British beer, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been the, the, the big British Guild of Beer Writers Awards, yeah, which I hosted. 
Um, and my voice is just about back. I've got hostess with the mostess. Yeah, I, I, we I were, was. I was. We were we were going to record this uh, yesterday, not to break the illusion. Some, sometimes we do it but, on a uh, Thursday, folk. Sorry. Sometimes we do it on a Thursday. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you you'd lost your voice. Yeah, I had no voice. So, um, and you did say you had to recover. Uh, what was was it a heavy night then? No, I mean, so I because I was hosting, I didn't drink all all that much, but I didn't get home no. until uh, well, I got into bed after two. And then, obviously, Oof. I get up at six every morning. So there wasn't a lot of sleep had. And, yeah, I found that no. I had zero. Like, the voice was already fading on the night. And I woke up in the morning and was like, yeah, this podcast just can't happen. I, I sounded so, like I'd just been kicked in the balls. You know, that kind did of... Did they not give you a, a microphone, Johnny? No yeah, microphone. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> just shouting. Shouting at 200 people hall. in a giant warehouse. No, <laughs> just, just, just a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I saw the. I didn't go this year. Normally, I well, not normally, but sometimes I'll go. I'm not really a black tie kind of guy. But it's not um, a black tie the, event. The event, well, it is when I go, Johnny. It is when I go. <laughs> you're not a black uh, tie guy, but you're the only one in black tie when you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like to look like James Bond if I'm <laughs> going somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? It's normally in very salubrious surroundings in a in a painted hall uh, in Westminster, but this this year. You changed the venue, Johnny, I saw. We did. We it, is it a, Go on, tell us about it. Well, we took the decision that a, a guild of beer writers should really reflect the beer industry and not be yeah. at 1 George Street, which is literally just around the corner from the House of Parliament and has, like, you know, like, colonial <laughs> colonial bigwigs staring down at you from portraits. It just didn't quite yeah, yeah. seem right. Uh, so we moved it to the Big Penny, which is on the Black Horse Beer Mile. Former home of Truman's. And that's what after used to be the tr- yeah. it used to be the Truman's, uh, whatever it was called. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. But now it's called the Big Penny. It's a great events venue. So we had it there. We had some amazing beers, uh, some amazing food, some amazing people. Uh, David Jesser Darson, who was in our documentary, uh, he won Beer Writer of the Year. Took the mantle from me. That was an honour to, yeah, to pass yeah. him the cup. Fa- <laughs> he came famously, up to me. Uh... Came up to me five minutes later and said, "Like, because he was obviously shocked and delighted." And he said, "In the kerfuffle, he used the word kerfuffle." Uh, he lost one of the checks. <laughs> he lost oh, wow. a thousand pound check. Just dropped it. I, I would have been like, "Sorry, David, that's that's your own fault, mate." <laughs> <laughs> See you later. I'd, I, when I was writing the checks, right, it sort of dawned on me how easy it would be to forge a check, right, in this day and age. Like yeah, nobody yeah. know, like nobody knows what my signature is. Nobody knows what the checks like. It's bonkers that checks are still valid. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Um. Well, they when you give a check in, they keep it. So they like. Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Oh yeah, it's great. That's a good film. That 
an honest man has film. nothing to fear. It's a, a line yeah, that yeah, I yeah, yeah. I really took on board when I first watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's 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 peak Hanks. I think it's pretty good Hanks performance, and um, Leo's very charming in it. It's before he got a bit old and started dating teenagers. <laughs> maybe well, I he's think he was always dating the same but... age of woman. It's just yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He just ha- hasn't progressed. Yeah. It's a bit of a, I see aged. it now that I've wa- I watched it again, maybe about a year ago or something. It's a bit of a it's precursor good. to The Wolf of Wall Street. He just he yeah, hints yeah, at yeah, that yeah. kind of behaviour. He's, yeah, yeah. He's got that kind of boyish looks that, get, as an actor, means you can get away with playing absolute Rogue. dirtbags. Roguish. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sorry. So, the, yeah, check fraud is... I, I imagine it, it's probably le- less of a thing these days than it used to be. But, um... <laughs> I love this podcast, the fact that we can we can do a callback and go, yeah, so check fraud. <laughs> um yeah possibly um but it was it was a wonderful night uh some very very worthy winners and some very delicious beer they had vintage ale on cask there because it's always been it's always been a little bit it's never been that great but this year people is this you did you organize vintage ale on cask no 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 god no i can't take any credit for that i I mean i can't really take credit for the event like Garrett move, I, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> just vintage or Actually, I did email Asahi, who are one of the sponsors in advance, and say like, "How about yeah. some tank fresh PU?" But I'll take vintage mm. ale from Fuller's for sure. Um, and Harvey's were there pouring some delicious stuff, and Seba Society of Independent Brewers brought some magic things. It was it was a Lovely. good, very very good night. Um, but anyway, so yeah, you should basically David won it for for Desi Pubs and for his Substack which is a brilliant newsletter, um, mostly about Desi pubs, but also about you know beer in general. Um, so I, I urge you to follow that. Um, and also, if you if you go onto the Guild website, beerguild.co.uk, uh, eventually we'll be listing all the winners and some of the work they did. And you know, if you're a lover yeah. of beer writing, it'll be well worth clicking those links because there's some absolutely, absolutely incredible stuff. My favourite, it didn't win gold. Um, there's a wonderful writer... Um, mostly, um, mostly writes about uh, wine. Um, I've forgotten her surname in 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 the kerfuffle. But Rachel, um, she wrote two and a half, three thousand words about scampi fries, <laughs> um, and it, it won silver. It was absolutely brilliant and hilarious. Um, wow. And I think I'm going to like approach it. her and say, "Can you do a bacon fries one uh, for Brad?" Yeah. Well. <laughs> Maybe we could do, get her on as a guest. Who we could, and do and do a, like a, a bar a bar snacks, a, a a love letter to to beer snacks uh, as an episode. She'd be wonderful at it. And yeah, I think I think get her to that could happen. A spouse about it. That could happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, that could definitely happen. Yeah, it? it'll happen in the new we year should, once we start maybe, doing maybe uploads we, again. We could, we yeah, upload like video. We could even do that as a podcast. You know, we could we could we could bring a that was a thing, wasn't it? I said we should. We should have a different. We should have a snack at each end while we're doing the podcast, and then eat and talk. We should. That was I suggested that a while ago. Look, I mean, I've still got some of the Tony's Chocoloni. Have you? I'm, I'm down snack. to my last box, mate. What do you mean the last box? I only took one them. box. <laughs> I had a couple of boxes. Good didn't lord! I? With uh, I just didn't want to see him. I've given away to people and stuff like that, but I've. Oh, you're regifting. Smart. My fair share. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, regifting. Of course, yeah. mate. It's the season of regifting, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, they were they were great. Tony's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Jason. Sorry, I don't know what I was going to say then. Uh, <laughs> I want, you I'm, don't going to say who's Jason? I don't know. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. Um, <laughs> shit, what was I going to say? Ch- don't worry, 
Don't worry. <laughs> David Jesse Dason. David Des- Jesse. Oh God, you got me doing it now. David Jesse. You Dawson. see, you yeah. see what I did there. Yeah, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start calling him Jason David. Da- David Darcy. David David. David David. <laughs> Jason David David. Yep. Um, famously didn't like our beer when we got him involved. <laughs> I thought in that might be where that sentence was going. Yeah, that uh, that uh, yeah. that upset you a bit at the time, Did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it upset you a bit at the time as well. Well, but, I mean, I, mean, you know, I was in front of the like camera, everything. so I had to play it cool. I had to be like, oh, really, why? Whereas you behind the camera yeah. could just be like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was unfortunate. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't our, like uh, bitter beer. He has explained this to me. He's just, yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. he loves like old school bitters and milds, and he loves yeah. New England IPAs. He likes a hint of bitterness, and ours was yeah, yeah, was yeah. it for, for fifty IPA? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. These days it's pretty bitter. Yeah, I do. I, I think uh, batch two is a little bit less bitter. Not yeah, not the original that, batch that they brewed for our festival, but the re mm. the the version. What am I trying? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three edition. I think yeah, I think they brought yeah, the bitterness yeah. down a little bit, which is. If they're going to do it every year, it's probably probably sensible. It's going to just end up being a New England IPA, isn't it? At some point. <laughs> it's just, just the inevitable <laughs> creep of all IPAs turning Haze. into New Englanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Haze for days. We so we Maybe when the, Brad the and I climate heats up. Yeah, go on. Brad and I are uh, uh, planning for. We've got a shoot day next week, uh, mm. which we'll be filming our Christmas episode, but also our big in twenty twenty four. Um, and, and as always, the temptation is to say that New England IAPA will be the next big one. And probably it will be when we start promoting new and exciting breweries. But I'm, I'm trying to find as diverse a list of breweries we're excited about as possible in terms of the styles. Um, but yeah, New England IPA is going to be It's funny, isn't it? Like the, I'm, I'm pretty glad that it didn't happen over here. But like the hard seltzer thing that was massive in America... Yeah. Never really happened over here. Well, I, I wrote just, just several articles about this because yeah. when I was writing for Good Bit Hunting, I sadly don't have time anymore, but um, they were asking me to do hard seltzer articles because they were just of the opinion that it's going to happen and anybody that says it isn't yeah. going to happen in the UK is is wrong because that's wrong. what we all said in America. And I kind of kept saying to them, I was like, we already have RTDs, like ready to drinks. That's not yeah, really yeah, been yeah. a thing over there because there's lots of oh, alcohol shit. laws about it. You've just broken like a mem. Well, you've not broken a dream because it, it's definitely not a dream, Johnny. But I watched a bit of content the other day with a. What did you just call it? A ready to drink. R- RTD is the, RTD. the industry term. For is it. a is a WKD? Oh yeah, an RTD. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever heard of this? Because I've never heard of this. Uh, it was a drink called a blue and black, or a black and blue. Oh no. Which is. You get you buy a pint of Guinness. No, no, no. Drink no, half no, of it. No, 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 no. And then you put a blue WKD in it. Yikes! That that some someone was saying this is was delicious. So I've never actually drunk any WKD, let alone the most undrinkable looking one, the blue one. I think um, you know this is that's probably the most drinkable of them. Really, I remember the Iron Brew one blue. was gnarly. Fucking hell! There's an Iron Brew one. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, I guess Crazy. I guess maybe you went to university just before all that kind of stuff really kicked off. Well, I went to art school. Yeah, Were you I'm on old. Smirnoff I went to art school. Um, I mean, I have. Look, I'm not going to lie. I've I've definitely. Dr- I've, you know, I've got a sweet teeth. <laughs> I've definitely consumed. Uh, if I've if I've been at a house party and there's like loads of free, uh, you know, not free, but everyone's bought communal beers yeah. and shit. You dig down in the ice. 
maybe it's a hot day and you're like, fuck, there's a Smirnoff ice down there. I'm talking 20 years ago here. But like, How, How's that... the not swearing on the podcast going, Brad? Oh, uh, yeah, it was going well until then. I just got <laughs> no, excited wasn't. about... No, it was You swore like three times the, like... already. <laughs> no, I got excited about the idea of Smirnoff ice for a second there. <sighs> Um, and it was yeah it's well known I like a shandy and that tastes nothing like a shandy but I do like lemon as well so uh, Smirnoff Ice but yeah blue and black or black and blue do you know there is, is there is a video I hesitate to say this because I'm worried somebody will steal the idea the idea because it would yeah. definitely do well is all the different variations all the different cocktails Shit. of yeah, Guinness shandies. you know oh, Guinness. Guinness. oh yeah, yeah shandies we've done shop. loads of yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. yeah it's the is it black velvet black and velvet black and blue yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, Guinness and there's Black. Others. Um, yeah. There's 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 loads and loads of them, and we could we could probably do a video where we tried them all out. Maybe use a small and you know maybe once Anspach and Hobday finally released the cans of their nitro their, cans. their black, we could do it with that yeah. to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more crafty. Um, or we get Guinness to do a bit of sponsored content. <laughs> that'd be nice. Pay for us to ruin your beer longer. over and over yeah, yeah, and yeah. over and over. But in a in the best possible ways. Do you know, I don't. That was not a question that came up when I visited. Whether because mm. they they would. I was talking to them about all the because you know there's so much content that's made externally of Guinness that is just in love with Guinness and is supporting it. And I said to them like, you know, what's that like to manage? Because you know, although these people love Guinness, a lot of them have are putting out misinformation and stuff. And they were like, you know, it's a challenge. And and sometimes they reach out to people and and let them know either they love it or that that something's something's wrong um but generally they just sort of let it let it proliferate and and it's done wonders for them so they're fine with the content being made but i don't know how they feel about guinness being messed with interesting they're, they're a, a brewery that take their their brand sorry their liquid exceptionally seriously more seriously than any other brewery i know the amount of effort they put into the tech and um ensuring everybody's pouring it right you know it's up there with with budvar and pu and those people that that understand the importance of it I mean, it's probably beyond mm. that even. Um, but yeah, maybe if I go again, I'll ask them. I'll give them I, a Guinness uh, and Black without telling them and see uh, how they react. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we got to try. I'm. Uh, yeah, we got to try a blue and, blue and black. I think that's a good idea for video, Johnny. All the the Guinness. Um, the Guinness variants. Guinness variants. Non-official sure. Guinness variants, I should say. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, not yeah, Guinness yeah. approved. Pimp my Guinness. Yeah. Sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, I had a terrible pint of Guinness this week, Johnny. Oh, terrible. Dear. What was wrong with it? Uh, like, oh, just he did it. He did a teapot pour, but then he poured it almost all the way up to the top of the glass. Oh. So I had like basically fucking no head. Sorry, I swore again. <laughs> Damn. Chip balls, bollocks. Um, yeah. So it had basically no head, and and it was in a horrendous pub in the Square Mile. I we we'd just been uh, to my my girlfriend Kirsty's mum's 70th birthday high tea at Fort and Mason but it wasn't Fort and Mason around by Piccadilly oh. they've got one at the, they've got one at the Royal Exchange yeah, they which do. I never knew that's where they have the Fort and um, Mason awards oh really yeah. well it's pretty amazing it's really really beautiful yeah, cool. venue but um we totally uh so we, we we were around there basically we came out at like close sorry uh leaving time at work and the streets were just mobbed with thousands of city boys. Um, and we tried to take refuge in a pub within the square mile. And it was horrendous. The beer was horrendous. 
it was so ridiculously busy. It was it was painful. You've uh, but, um, you, you've got to cross the bridge. You've got to go to London Bridge to find a good pint. I know, man. This is what I was I was telling her. We needed to keep moving, but uh, her, yeah, her, her, yeah. Anyway, I won't go into <laughs> it. But basically, we're we're, we're older people that can keep going. We had to, well, we it's had a long to bridge. Stop. To be fair, it is. I used to bridge, walk over man. every day. It's a long old bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> go on. Well, Mason, Johnny. Picked up some nice treats for us. Yeah, for I saw that. I'm excited video. about that. I still got yeah, some yeah, treats yeah. as well because when when I won the award last year, they gave me a whole hamper of stuff that I've just never got Did around they? to trying. Maybe I should dig some of those out. I don't think you showed me the hamper. You showed me the award, which was like a wicker. It's a wicker um, wine cooler. Wicker wine cooler, which I quite liked. 3D printed. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I've got I've got like I've got like a tin of hot chocolate, right? That oh. I, I googled it. Uh, well, I googled it. I went out to the Fortnum and Mason website. I want to see how much my hamper was worth. I'm not, I'm not going to beat you by the bush. And the, the <laughs> yeah. hot chocolate was 20 quid. No way. Yeah. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 20 quid. So every time, I have, every time I have a hot chocolate, it could be costing me... It's a bit like that coffee in, uh, in Stockholm. It's like, oh my God, this is, this is yeah. four pound a cup. That is wild. I haven't, um, I haven't even had it yet. I... Maybe I'll have a cup of cocoa on the live show. Last year, Johnny, talking about expensive hot chocolate, last I think it was last year, it might have been the year before, I bought my sister the Hotel Chocolat Velvetizer machine. Have you seen, are you aware of this thing? Have you seen it? I, I know I think, that they sell like velvetized hot chocolate in Hotel sick. Chocolat. I've seen it. It's sick. It's ri- like, it is ridiculous how good it tastes. It's like a weird little... It's, you just put your... <clears throat> it like heat, I think it heats the milk up where you put hot milk in it. I can't quite remember. It's got some sort of um, gyroscopic-y thing that spins it around uh, and it velvetizes, the, it foams it up, but it also melts the uh, the chocolatey, um, ch- chunks of chocolate, essentially. And it makes an incredible hot chocolate, Johnny. But I, I don't know how often you'd be asked to use it because it's very labour-intensive. Mm. Um but it's it is good. Well, that, that's, do, that, that's, what, that's what Christmas chocolate. is all about. It's it's breaking out the thing that's Treating a massive yourself. faff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Big you've time. got some friends over. It's it's worth it. So yeah, and it it only does enough for one as well, which I think's like oh man, like, that's do you want to do you want a velvetizer? I'm like yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then it's like okay, cool. Do you want a velvetizer? Yeah, yeah, cool. So like Suddenly four doing people a round want a velvetizer. Yeah. And you're there for like an hour mm. trying to bang out some velvetizers, man. Come on, Hotel Chocolat. You need an industrial unit. They do. They need like they need four industrial velvetizers. Four velvetizers. <laughs> We've gone from velvety, uh, velvety Guinnesses to velvety. I was hot just, think, I was, I was literally just thinking: A, could you add a spoonful of hot chocolate to a Guinness? Come on. And B, could you velvetize on. Guinness? But I'm assuming it would just all turn to either very flat Guinness or head. It foam up massively, yeah. I reckon, and then go flat. Yeah really for that like the flattest thing ever still maybe you should get the velvetizer around your house and uh yeah give it a go ruin it with guinness break the velvetizer <laughs> with guinness <laughs> flat guinness broken toy um yeah yeah uh anyway moving on we are uh we're a beer a beer 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 beer, beer, beer podcast and you said podcast oh, yeah. i hope that's a fishing podcast, podcast. By now. <laughs> um so obviously there was no video this week uh it was supposed to be supposed to be my book deadline um, it will come as no surprise probably to anyone that I had to ask for an extension. Um, mm. And that extension, thankfully, was granted. God love you, uh, uh, my publisher. What are they going to... I mean, if they didn't grant it, Johnny, what are they going to do? Send around the, the guys with shotguns to take you out? Like, well, I'm not sure whether they've got armed it. militia at Atlantic Publishing. That's what I'm saying. 
the Atlantic Publishing, they ain't got no teeth, man. Of course they're gonna grow. I mean, you. yeah, I mean they they, they build you. in basically they build in buffer, but the longer you can give them to yeah, edit yeah, yeah, and yeah. make it pretty, uh, and the more yeah. time you can have obviously on the marketing and the cover. Have you put in any any controversial stuff? I've seen in the news this week some Wally has has written a book about royal family and it's the Dutch version has has put in names. Oh, they've named the, the supposed yeah, racist yeah. racist. Yeah. So probably all of them, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean <laughs> that was good. When, when the names, when they, when he said he was naming them, I was like, I just assumed they all thought it, and only two of them said it. Yeah, I saw the guy on TV. He looks really young. The guy that's written the book. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen so, the guy. I don't know what what his uh, connection is to royal family if there is any. I Maybe like, that's controversy. Anyone? He's just made it up. Maybe anyone can just. Oh, yeah, I was like, how does he know this? Is and he like, Dutch? He's not Dutch, oh. and he he basically what I saw him say. I'm not somebody what consumes a lot of news and trash or whatever, but um, I'm not saying news is trash. I'm just saying mainstream, uh, like gossip, gossip news. Is, yeah, gossipy shite. Yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought. Have you? What was I going to say? I think you're probably going to say that you don't watch a lot of this, but this has been I don't know oh, yeah. so big. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cut through into no, your yeah, sphere. It, it exactly it came through, and I saw the guy, and he's got like one of those you see. Young people walking around with that haircut where the sides are sort of shaved and then it's like curly on top. Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's, I thought that you had to be like 17 years old to rock that haircut. Maybe he is. I was like, how has he written this book about royal gossip? He's a child prodigy of made up royal yeah. gossip. But he took absolutely no responsibility for it. He was like, it's a Dutch one. He's like, I didn't write the Dutch one. Like, you, huh? I mean, they would have translated what you wrote, buddy. Uh, so you definitely did write the Dutch one. So I I, I couldn't quite work out what. Wait his wait wait. Was. So he his was... his response to the possible lawsuit is sue the translator. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah Man. yeah. That was it. Some poor translator like... sat at home going, where what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going. <laughs> Pass me the schmogs, <laughs> uh, and I need I need some pancakes stat. Because uh, he's he's gonna have a bad time. Helped a bit of xenophobia there for you folks. Was that xenophobia? I suppose it is. It probably was. I didn't mean it. I love Dutch people. I love pancakes. Love Amsterdam. And I've been known to to love a. Um, <laughs> You're trying no, to I rescue yourself, there. and all we can come up with is I, lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Dutch people. I love pancakes. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not a defence. <laughs> um, moving swiftly on. Yeah. Johnny. So yeah, I, I, I was trying to say on. before you managed to bring it to the royal family, as always. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Royal, no, yeah. no videos this week, um, mm. and no video next week either. No, but we do Live have. Live show soon though. We do have a giant video coming your way, big time. Which I, I think I hinted at, and I said, was it in the last podcast? I said, you know, you guys guess. It's got to come out on the twelfth. Oh yeah. Um, we we had. I'm going to say maybe two answers, both wrong. Um, it is our feature on St Bernardus Brewery. Yeah, man. Oh, we're telling everyone. Now, oh, yeah, we're telling cool. them. We're telling them because right, they yeah, need something yeah. to hold Super on to, Bradley, because we keep missing yeah, our yeah, uploads. Exactly. Um, so that's yeah. coming out on the 12th because the 12th of December is St. Bernard's 12th day or Abbott yeah, 12th day, as they call it. Nice. Um, so we're going to release it for that. We obviously talk about Abbott 12 quite a bit in the uh, in the video. So it's we're going to upload on a Tuesday, weirdly enough. Oh, yeah. Um, and release that. The and then we, exactly, exactly. Brad's, Brad's clocked it. Um, I'm on it. <laughs> and then we will have the next week, we'll have our Christmas recorded video. And obviously that week is our Christmas live show. So you, you're you going to get three videos in very short succession to make up for the two weeks 
um, that we're missing now. And hopefully by that yeah. time, I'll have also finished the book and I won't be the shadow of a human I have been for the last sort of two weeks. I think I've held it together on the podcast, but obviously fallen apart completely yeah. in terms of uploads. Yeah, no, you've you've held it together well, mate. I think uh, you've had a lot on your plate with the book, uh, the family, with uh, the awards ceremony, all sorts of stuff going on. It's been at Johnny Towers. It's been yeah, it's been busy at Johnny Johnny Towers. Um, yeah. But I have still found time because I thought mm. you know the bulk of this podcast is generally. Well, no, it's mostly your monologues, but it's also us mm. looking through the comments. Mm. And so yeah, normally, we, yeah. we have actually, despite missing quite a few uploads of late, been doing very well views-wise due to that video going viral and it sort of then disseminating people to lots of other videos we've made. So we've had comments on all kinds of our videos recently. Um, and I've, I've got a couple that I thought we could, we could have a chat about. Go on, then. Um, so I've got Suwia Wong... Yes. says, can anyone answer this question? How on earth IPA turn from the best way to preserve beer to become the easiest beer to oxidise? What did we do wrong? Huh. Do you want to have a bash at that? How it became the easiest thing to oxidise? Well, so uh, Suwe Wong's point is that IPA's origins is in trying to make beer last the journey to India. Last a long journey. So why is it now that beer geeks are like, oh, that's six weeks old, just just drain pour it, it's dead? Uh, It's a good point. Is that, I mean, have we become more obsessed with uh, the freshest, juiciest stuff? Or is it because we're putting more, more hops in at different points of the brew? These are all, Uh, these are all great answers. I mean, there's there's lots of different reasons about about that. I would say. I mean, certainly from our our big IPA uh, deep dive back into the past of IPA, it was quite a different beer to what we we drink today, and you know would have probably had infections in it and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, well, so that so, so I I had three answers, and in that last bit, you finally hit the last one on the head. Yeah, okay. So so my my answer, which was long winded and <laughs> they've not replied or liked the reply. That's fine. Um oh, one dear. is that the refermentation with Brett that would have yeah, happened yeah. on that journey would have protected the beer from some of the oxidation. Mm. Two is the effect the the outsized effect on modern high aroma hops, especially when added like as a cold dry hop and in crazy quantities, you know, that oxidizes much faster and is much more noticeable. And that's obviously not yeah. what they were doing way back in the 17th and 18th century. Um, and then equally, they would have been embracing oxidation, you know? They'd have been looking to control it so that it was yeah. adding, you know, a little bit of sherry character, um, but but not, not you know, acetic or anything like that. They were desperately trying to avoid that. And so, you know, they designed these recipes around the idea that they all end up tasting that way. So... It's essentially, this is why we had a lot of comments on... So this comment, sorry, was on, on our documentary, The Time Is Now. There's also mm. a lot of comments on that video that say, you know, what we drink today isn't really IPA. And you're kind of right. Um, there, there's a lineage there in that, you know, the recipes have sort of changed over two centuries. But it's a bit like, uh, what's that famous? It's Only Fools and Horses. Is it uh, Trigger's Broom? Where he's like, I've had this broom for for fifty years, and it's had three yeah. new handles and five new brushes. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a bit like that. Good it's stuff. it it's 
it's still IPA, but everything mm. about it has been slowly more changed. Um, Do we should we come out, Johnny, with a, uh, like a, an IPA rather than having a sort of thing where people are like, oh, it's six weeks old, it's too old. One that you'd want to drink when it gets older, when it's oxidized, when the Brett's kicked in. Do we do well, there, like a long way round? Can we call it like long way round? There are breweries making like those beers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. First one that comes to mind is Epochal up in Scotland, who make, mm-hmm. um, I would say, quite challenging beer. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very heavily bretty. Um, wow. And also very, very bitter. Like they, they've gone all in on the history, and and indeed the flavours. So it's very exciting and interesting. Um, it's not something I'd reach for that often yet, but they so might be like refining those recipes. It's like an album that's very challenging, but you're like, you know, it's good, but it's it's hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it's like the first time people listened to Kid A, and they were like, eh? And now yeah, we look back on it yeah, and we go, yeah. wow, that that was yeah, that was, you're pretty good, Radiohead. Um, you're all right. Yeah, you're all right. Although apparently, Johnny, yeah, not to derail massively, but apparently now it's very trendy to say you don't like Radiohead. Oh, of course so it is. Lots of younger generations don't like Radiohead. It was when I was at uni. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were pretty uncool if you liked Radiohead by 2005. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. I think they're great. I mean, I don't listen to them much anymore, but they're they're definitely amazing. I, I, I OK Computer is one of my top five, top, yeah, top five albums. I listen to it all the time. I had it on mini-disc, mate. Um, well, actually, I recorded it. <laughs> if I had it on mini we talked about Mini-disc is, is our new, it's like Morris Dancing was, yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's mini-disc. I really wish I had it on mini disc. Um, I, d- I didn't have it on mini disc. I recorded it from my um, my my CDs to mini disc. Mm. But I got really down a wormhole the other day. Of um, I found this this Instagram account, which is amazing. It's like someone in South America who collects every different version of every Radiohead release ever on every different format that's ever been made. It's incredible. He's fun there to go are, to the there pub are, to rid- go to the pub with. Dude, there yeah. are ridiculous formats. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. And they're all beautiful artworks, all like Stanley Donwood, like incredible stuff. He's been with them for so long, doing all the beautiful stuff. But yeah, I can't remember the, the name of it, but it's 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 sick. And I, when I was down that, I think maybe what drove me down that wormhole was um, I've got like a fair bit of Aphex Twin stuff on vinyl. And I just thought, I'd have a look at Aphex Twin vinyl just on eBay. And I've got a Chocuse uh, double album, which is the very famous, the Avril 14 is on there, which is like, everyone loves it. It's like a piano, beautiful piano tune. He's classically trained pianist, Johnny. Mm. But that album, double vinyl, the the version I've got, that goes for 600 quid now on on eBay. Oh, (laughs) lordy. I was like, oh, I've had a touch here. I don't think I'd sell it, but I was like, "Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty cool." Um, it's a beautiful, big, heavy press, like giant pack that it's in, but it's still a ridiculous amount of money. I'll be selling but that yeah, in a any anything on mini disc is worth a lot of money now because oh. mini discs are cool. Apparently, the world is Radiohead aren't cool. Mini discs are cool. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking about I was writing about Radiohead for my book this week. Were you? Just kind of, because cool. so I'm writing, um, writing up. Or That's so uncool. Fin- I know, so uncool. Finishing the the chapter that involves Guinness, um, and so the the Guinness chapter is all about. There's a little bit about the history in the beer, but it's mostly about 
the the heyday of Guinness advertising in that like late nineties bloom of mm. you got the surfer, swim black, anticipation, yeah. all these incredible iconic adverts. Um yeah, amazing. Swim Black and um the Surfer were directed <clears throat> by Jonathan Glazer. Yeah. Who was yeah, of yeah, course yeah. initially most famous as a music video director. Yeah. Did a lot with Street Radiohead. Spirit fade out. Street Spirit. Yeah. yeah. He also did the Jamiroquai Virtual Insanity, which I didn't know. He did. Didn't realise that. The Moving Room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely. I've been writing about him a little bit this week. Cool. Because I'm That's behind cool. the times. I used to... One of my all-time favourite TV programmes that was ever on TV was called a Mirrorball. I can't find it anywhere. It's called Mirrorball. And it was all... It, it just focused in every episode, focused in on a different... Um, visionary music video director right. and it had incredible people i think i'm not sure if it had jonathan glazer but it had people like chris cunningham who worked with apex twin and bjork and, uh, and others uh michelle gondry who's gone on to you know direct movies and stuff worked with the white stripes and all sorts of people um it was it was just an incredible bit of uh bit of tv but i can't i can't really find when, it anywhere. when was it made I, it sounds like a 90s tv oh, show it was early 2000s was early i think 2000s? it was when there was um four later was a thing yeah yeah so that used to be late night programming yeah, and it had yeah. incredible stuff on it yeah you just but yeah it made anymore. me no it made they don't me want make them to like be, they used to i don't make them like i used to be they, it made me want to be a music video director when i was at art school so i did that briefly i, I directed a couple of music videos that would have been a terrible uh, with, career choice given where music oh, videos have gone. <laughs> dude, I don't know about that. Some of my colleagues, uh, call, I call them colleagues, but the sorry, some of my peers, I guess, who were in the same AV sort of class as me, um, they've directed music videos for, what's his name? Something Malik, the dude from like One Direction. I've um, got no clue. Zane Malik, Zane that's Malik. it, Zane. So they still make yeah, music yeah, videos. Yeah. I thought the bottom had fallen I've out of that no industry. Idea. No man, they're, mm-hmm. they're like huge. You can uh, only for like big artists. You can oh, okay. make the ones that actually have budget, have been undercut yeah, yeah, by Spotify. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But, um, go on. Uh, Music, beer. We've, we've great stuff, Johnny. We've covered it all. We've covered it all this week. Um, did I have? Uh, did I have any other comments I wanted to go through? Um, <laughs> I got a great one on the expert blind judges bad lagers. Corona can't be properly judged as a beer. It's supposed to be served with lime. Oh, I don't even know where to start with that one, so I just had to leave it. Um, yeah. Then there was there was to- Thomas Sally eight eight seven zero, who said, "I don't think Good lemon flavors have anything to do with lagers." I am sorry. So I then went off on one explaining geraniol and myrcene. This is what I do when I have writer's block, um, and also lactic acid b- bacteria, which is often used to treat the pH of lagers and how it can all come together to present these these lemon like flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realised uh, that the veil came off. Um, he said, uh, "Beer used to be beer, and only now these kids, not real beer drinkers, are coming up with these flavoured beers. I find it very unmanly." All oh, right. So I was okay. like, "Okay, you're one of those." And then, literally the same day, somebody, somebody, which I think we've talked about on the podcast before. There's this weird thing that goes about. I presume. Uh, with incels and such 4chan the beer contains estrogen and if you drink too much of it you'll you'll as a man you'll you'll get boobs right um, yeah so i was sent a lot of faux science by lost love 
about right. Uh, three three that nine is, two. Oh, is that the name? Is mm. that why you've you've assumed they're an incel? Because well, the name. also that because he then started talking about uh, that I was at risk of low T, which I had to Google. Apparently, that's What's low that? testosterone. What? Mm. What's he on about? Who's this? What? Why has he got in on you? I don't understand. Why? Is this, this happens all the time. You, this you this fi- lemon phyto phytoestrogens, which are found in hops, they are there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they are in such low quantities that they have zero impact on you drinking beer. Mm-hmm. There are documented cases of hop farmers, like the ones actually harvesting. It has messed mm. with the menstrual cycles of women who are who are harvesting hops. But there's no other, as far as I'm aware, no other science pointing to the idea that drinking beer could cause you to produce because all men produce estrogen to some degree anyway i think but could produce enough to have any kind of physiological effect but in some forums on the internet this is a great big scandal that uh, i don't know big farmer or big beer or somebody doesn't want you to know that you could get yeah. low tea low tea low interesting tea. wow to me that's no, just what happens are... in between cups of tea <laughs> Yeah, I'm low on tea. <laughs> Give me some more cups of tea. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? When you go down these these wormholes, we meet all sorts of trolls. Yeah, but your wormholes are fun. Mine are dark yeah. and bleak oh. and slightly distressing. You yeah. end up with some dude who loves Radiohead, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I um, I had a real life wormhole yesterday. I, I'm not going to derail for too long, but I won't. I won't go into it too much. But I I went to get my tires changed on my Lupo because we drove the the crap out of them when we were in Belgium burned some rubber uh, so I needed to get some, <laughs> it was hot some it was new, hot to be fair we possibly some new did wheels, some new wheels new tyres not new wheels new tyres and uh, a, re- a, a wheel alignment and I drove to Surrey because it had good reviews so I don't live in Surrey I live in fucking Lewisham anyway I thought it was a good idea Johnny they do a wheel alignment at the same place so I thought I'll go there uh, the guy told me to come early which I assume meant he was ready to go I was sat there for two and a half hours waiting for him to change some tires. Two and a half hours. Freezing. No, no. How, uh, how long did you have no to drive heating. for? 45 minutes each way. It was, it basically just imploded my day yesterday getting these. I'm not going to lie. I just go to Quick changed. Fit and they're fine. Quick Fit are cowboys, mate. I hate Quick Fit. <laughs> Shout out to Quick Fit. I hate you guys. Yeah, but how many times do you um, have issues with your car and how many times do I? I got old cars, man. I don't have that many issues with old. They're they're pretty they're pretty reliable. <laughs> Brad, uh, Brad, they are not reliable. They're pretty reliable. You do not have they're reliable, reliable. cars. I don't. I come on, you... Johnny. They're more reliable than my my. I think even was, people sure. listening to this podcast know <laughs> that you don't have reliable cars. Come on, I'm about to drive to Margate in the snow, man. Got my new tires ready to go. But anyway, my whole point of this was he was like, "Oh, you're at Lynn Lewisham." I was like, "Yeah." He said, oh, I used to live in New Cross and Peckham in the 80s. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, wormhole, wormhole later, like 20 minutes freezing my balls off later. He was saying, oh, I remember going to a pub, I won't name it, in uh, Peckham in the 80s. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, he was like, yeah, there was a guy leaning against the bar. Uh, and I, I thought, oh, I know what's coming. He's going to say it's like trigger. Sorry, um del boy yeah. when he falls through the bar in peckham um but he was like he just had his jacket open just enough to let me see that he had a gun tucked into his pants okay i was like wow that is peckham ain't like that anymore mm. 
This 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 place he was talking about is like super gentrified now. So that's that's a little wormhole from Brad's life this week. Shooters in Peckham. Uh tires in Surrey. Surrey. Mm. And uh Radiohead yeah, in South mom. America. Radiohead in South America. Oh, there you go. That's the top, that's, that's the top one, Radiohead we're, in South America. We're a America. beer podcast. Blues right? and Blacks, mate. I'm off for some Blues and Blacks. <laughs> the, guy, the guy that was that was talking about it was like, you want to make sure you order a pint so they, that the barman doesn't know the shame you're about to commit. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, yeah, he said, you're a, brave, you're a brave person if you ask him to put half a pint in a pint glass and ask for a WKD Blue at the same time because um, he's going to know what you're up to. But yeah, is he though? I'm, I'm, drink- I'm not sure you'd make that connection. You'd be like, "That's a weird request." He's not going to mix those two because that's insane. Presumably, you're, well, it is insane. Presumably, you're not allowed to serve someone half a pint in a pint glass either, because it's got hasn't got a measure on it for a half a pint, right? Um, no, they what they do is they'd get a half pint glass, oh, but you couldn't and really do that with Guinness because that would ruin no, the surge. Ruin it, so, it? yeah, yeah, that's what they do with any other liquid. But yeah, yeah, conundrums, conundrums. with the blue and black. There conundrums for another time um yeah. right yeah that's all we've got time for today uh there is no upload next week but there is a party on friday from seven at hackney wicks beautiful the beer merchants tap lots of delicious yeah. pastry stouts there'll also be great lager there great belgian beer because they're importers of german and belgian beer um and we're gonna have a gay, a gay old time celebrate christmas say thanks uh, to everybody um, and then regret it the next day um, and if the link isn't live on this podcast for the drink along box it will be very very soon all over social and Patreon um, otherwise uh, Godspeed for Brad's new tyres in his totally reliable car and <laughs> I hope when we speak next week I will have finished this damn book love and beer The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel and if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.